L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host And if you are new or newer to the podcast and are unsure what Couch Talks is, it is the special bonus episode that comes out every single Wednesday where I answer questions that listeners send into me. And you can send those to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. And I keep all of the emails anonymous. You never have to worry about somebody knowing that you sent a question in. If you know you and your friends listen to the podcast together and maybe you are asking a question about them or just a personal thing that you don't want people to know about, I won't say your name or your email address or anything like that. Just be mindful of what information you share with me that might be in the email that I might read as I read your question. And before we get started and into today's episode and today's question, I just want to remind everybody that although I am answering questions on this episode, this does not serve as a substitute or a replacement for actual mental health services. It's just a podcast hosted by a therapist. Couple updates for you guys. This is a very exciting day for me because I am probably currently packing to get ready for a trip to New York that I'm taking with my boyfriend. If you have recs, things that we should do, send them. It is my boyfriend's first time to New York. Well, he's been for work, he will tell you, but he didn't go do any of the things. So I'm excited that we get to go do the more touristy museums, stuff like that, that just like the typical New York stuff. And then we're going to try to do some other things as well that are more like off. I wouldn't say off the beaten path, but not on the straight and narrow, as they would say. So I get to do a little bit of both. We're going to go see Book of Mormon, which I've never seen. And I've heard mixed reviews on, but most people that I am personally close to say that it's really great and really funny. So that's wonderful. We are also going to be there for three different mornings. And so we have decided we've already picked them out. You can still send Rex, but we already have a 
idea of the places we're going to go. We're going to go to three different bagel shops and try a different bagel every single morning because we love bagels. And if you guys haven't listened to the bagel story, you know, we have history with bagels and me crying over them. So now it's become a part of our relationship. (laughs) And I told my friend Amy that I would try a bagel with cream cheese because that is what got me crying when I first cried over the bagels because there's cream cheese on it. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, listen to the episode about the bagel and the cream cheese. I think it's called what crying over a bagel can teach you or what you can learn from crying over a bagel. But I'm going to do that. Although I'm probably just going to try a little bit of the cream cheese. I'm not going to go like head first into it. So that's very exciting. It's going to be a highlight of my trip. And like I said, you can send us recs if you have like a spot in New York that you love and maybe we'll go there. Also, I recently finished my podcast room, which was really just a guest bedroom slash office that I had been recording in earlier. Like when I first moved in here, I made it into that. And then I was like, I want a space where I can record, like video record the episode so I can put little clips up that are more appealing to the eyes and, you know, just feel more legit in this little room. So I did that and I can't wait to show it to you guys. I think it should be ready for a little reveal next week. And I do realize that y'all might not really care, but it's a big deal to me. (laughs) And it was fun kind of having it all come to life. So that will hopefully be ready next week, maybe for the Monday episode. And now I think it's time that we get into today's question. So here it is. Hey, Kat, my roommate, who has been a friend of mine for around a year and a half, has a partner that I and many of our friends really dislike. For many reasons. I love my roommate individually, but when they are together, it feels like my roommate is a different person, which has caused me to put a distance between us, mostly because their partner is over all the time and they spend a lot of time in the common space. I really want to tell my roommate how I and many of our friends feel about their partner because I love my roommate and I want the best for them. However, I also know it might not be my place to say anything because it's their relationship and also it's not appropriate for me to share what our friends are saying slash feeling. I also know it could create a lot of hurt for my roommate, feeling like I've been secretly mad or keeping secrets from them, which might ruin our friendship and create more tension in the living situation. How do you suggest tackling a tricky area like this? Thanks. Okay, I love this question not because... (laughs) I like that you're in this situation, but because I think that this is something a lot of people struggle with in general is when you don't love a partner and maybe even it's just a friend that somebody has been hanging out with recently, but you have some distaste with somebody that they are spending a lot of time with and it's interfering on your relationship, your ability to spend time with them, the quality of the time you have when you are with them and just how open and honest you can be in your relationship. So with that, I also think there are multiple ways to handle this. And there's multiple things going on in this email. So there's multiple ways to handle each of those individual situations. And I'm not sure that there is a best way because what we don't have is control over how people receive information and how people respond. So I like to remind people when we are processing, especially in the therapy room, when we're processing and coming up with ways to talk to a friend or a loved one or a boss or literally anybody, it's not so much how can I do this in a way that I can then get the reaction I want and control a person's behavior. It's how can I do this in a way that feels the most loving and caring and authentic 
versus I am trying to plot and manipulate to get what I want because we cannot force people to do what we want them to do. I mean, I guess we can, but you would have to be doing something pretty dangerous to do that. And I don't suggest that. So overall, I would encourage anyone to address this in a way that focuses on you and your needs versus the other person and what they're doing wrong. So just think about what you're struggling with right now and put that in context. So it's not so much, I have to address this person and tell them that they're, they've picked the wrong partner and their partner sucks. I need to look at what I need and what I'm struggling with right now. So then I can go and kind of attempt to get my needs met versus tell somebody what to do. So notice the difference between I feel like you and I want to feel. So I feel like you are becoming distant versus I want to feel more connected to you. Those are very different things. And and you might mean the same thing and want the same thing out of that. But hearing I want to feel more connected to you is a lot easier to receive and to understand and hold than I feel like you're becoming distant. That feels accusatory. It just can create some defensiveness and then it becomes a well you're doing this and you're doing that and it's not my fault and it's not it's nobody's fault I want to feel more connected to you let's brainstorm ways that we can do that hey guys Kat here and I have something very important to talk to you guys about now I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life but if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick or you just need a little extra boost I think I've found the next best thing and the next best thing might just be cozy earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you unique therapy after you check out. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I do think it's helpful to speak to our friends when there's tension on our side. However, like I said before, what's really important here is is to be mindful of what I'm trying to do. Am I trying to make decisions and control my friend or am I really just trying to express how I feel, share a concern or just share a feeling? When it's a matter of safety, right? So there are certain situations when our friends and loved ones are, are doing things that then cause concern for their safety, whether in in a relationship that feels very dangerous or they're engaging in behaviors that feel very dangerous. That's one thing. But when it's not a matter of safety and we just don't like the person that somebody is, is spending a lot of time with or dating, this sucks. I mean, that sucks, especially if it's a close friend or if it's a friend that you live with, right? You you're, don't even get to choose how much you see this person. What's really important to keep in mind in these circumstances is that I cannot judge someone else's capacity for joy and contentment based on mine. I was talking about bagels earlier and how I cried over one when there was cream cheese on it. And plenty of people love cream cheese. Just like some people love cream cheese and I think it's repulsive, some people like people that I think are really annoying. And I think everybody in the world can relate to that. We've all said, I just don't understand how they can blah, 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 that person because they don't fit with us and our needs and our personality and our frame of reference, our lens that we're looking out of. It doesn't mean that it necessarily doesn't fit with somebody else's. Now, again, we have to make sure that we can't just be like, oh, that person is abusing her and I can't imagine why that would be enjoyable, but maybe they can. That's a different story when there's any kind of abuse involved. But when it's just a matter of preference, like their personalities don't jive or I don't think they're funny, I think they're annoying, that's a different thing. I think you're on the right track saying that it's probably not the best for you to go ahead and share your friend's feelings with your friend, although it could be helpful to share yours. I would not bring them into this. It might be true that they have these feelings. This conversation that you might have with your friend needs to be about your feelings and your feelings alone. Now, your friend's feelings can help validate you, but those feelings are for your friends to share if they choose to. And coming to somebody and saying, everyone thinks this, or we've all been talking about this, or we all see it, can also come off as very threatening and less loving. And then again, there's some room for defensiveness and they're going to want to push away versus lean in. And so you want to make sure that you are going into this creating an environment that things can really be heard and sat with and listen to that might not feel really, really awesome. So if we do that in a way that feels threatening, it gives us less chance to actually have that person hear what we're really, really saying versus get in that defensive mode. And then it all becomes, how do I respond to this? And how do I push this away? 
Also, what might be really helpful in this situation and others is to ask more questions and get more curious about what your friend likes about her partner. Because it sounds like you are having a hard time seeing it. And this can be a really relaxed and nonchalant situation. Like, tell me your favorite thing about so-and-so. Or what do you like most about so-and-so in the morning? Or what is the best date that you and -and so-and-so have gone on and why? Or can you see yourself doing this with so-and-so? Why or why not? Make it a fun conversation. And those conversations can be pretty enlightening because it's relaxed. Our guard is let down. We're just having fun. And so feelings can just pop up easily versus I have to have my defenses come up and guard guard what might be threatened in that space, maybe my relationship. And so I know from personal experience, this can be very helpful. And when you're kind of answering some of those questions, you can make, oh, shoot. What is my favorite thing about that person? I mean, I've even had friends say like, what do you, what's your least favorite thing about so-and-so when I'm dating somebody? And sometimes it's like, oh man, I can't think of it. I guess it's like they wear mismatched socks and that's annoying. And you're like, that's great because that's really not a big deal. But if it comes up and they're like, oh my gosh, I know the worst thing about them is that they make me feel like crap (laughs) or like just something that's more extreme. You're like, oh shoot, is that something that I realize or want to live with and what's it feel like to to have that come out of my mouth and maybe your friend doesn't even share that out loud but it gets some thinking and that can be really helpful like I said because it's like relaxed it's not threatening it just really feels like you're trying to get to know that person and and have a fun conversation and on your side it can really help you see why this person likes the person that you don't understand despite all the things that you're seeing you're like oh I never see that or I didn't know that about that person and can so it can help you have a better understanding of why they'd be willing to date somebody who does x y and z that you don't like now I will add if this person is doing something that hurts you that is also allowed to be something that you share or bring up like hey when Brian told that joke about whatever it really caught me off guard and it offended me and I I am not sure if you noticed it, but I wanted to bring it up because when you didn't say anything, my feelings were really hurt and I felt ganged up on. That's very different than saying, Brian's such an asshole and I don't understand what you see in him. By the way, everybody else thinks he's an asshole too. It's not just me. But if, if you're saying like, oh, the other day, like Brian made this joke and it really offended me. I don't know if you heard it, but I wanted to kind of ask and talk about it because it didn't feel very good and it makes it really hard for me to want to spend a lot of time with him because it was painful for me to hear that and then not have you respond in any way. That is a very non-threatening. It's very about you. It's about your experience. You're not assuming. You're saying, hey, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out and I don't want to pull away. And so I'm having this conversation so we can maintain our friendship. So... I hope this is helpful and gives you a little bit of a head start and maybe you can write down some things that you want to ask so you can learn more and be more curious or you want to kind of write down things that you want to approach your friend about keeping it focused on what needs you are not getting met in that friendship versus what they're doing wrong and what you see is wrong. This stuff is really hard. Like I said, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish that like we got to stay in who our friends are dating because you're bringing them into our friend group. And if I don't like this person, I don't want them in our friend group. But 
it's really not how it goes. And so when it comes down to it, sometimes we have to find some acceptance and learn how to maintain friendships when they're dating people that we don't love to hang out with. And if we can't maintain as close of a friendship, then it comes down to like, okay, what kind of grieving process do I need to go through? Because I have to also accept that they might choose this relationship and I don't get to be in control of that, although it does affect me. So just know, I know, and a lot of people out there probably relating to this know that this is not the easiest thing in the world, especially when they live with you. So good luck. And if you guys have any questions related to this or anything else, remember you can send them to me, Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. You can follow me at cat.defada and at unitherapypodcast on Instagram and connect with me on there. And until Monday, I will be having all of the days I need to have in New York and eating all the bagels that I need to eat, trying the cream cheese that I need to try. And I hope that you guys are having the day you need to have as well. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.